Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. Rebound Grant Williams who has tied his... Regular season high with 20 tonight. Hands it over, and that'll do it. Boston gets out of here with a win, 107 to 99. Second hour of late night, WEEI. KJ, thank you so much for being here. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Celtics kind of exercised the demon called the Chicago Bulls. Oh, first off, really quick, KJ, congratulations. Yeah. I wasn't there for the, the speaker thing, but I heard you did it. You're finally the speaker. Congratulations. I was going to say, this, the show moves forward. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'll have it up on my office mantle. You can see it sometimes. Um, look, the Celtics have had issues with bigger teams this season, considering they've had virtually no problems with most teams. Um, Chicago, Cleveland, um, presented problems. Uh, the Lakers, I mean, uh, the Clippers the first time. Orlando. Yeah, but you know, Orlando was an anomaly. That was one of those kind of distraction things that was going on, you know. Um, and they had some of those games like that last year. Last year it was Detroit. Those are just going to jump up, you know. Those teams like Orlando, they'll, they'll win 15 games a year, and you wonder, like, who the 15 people, teams they beat? It's a surprise to everybody every night. But, you know, Here's where I'm happy about tonight's game and where I'm disappointed in tonight's game. Where I'm happy in tonight's game is the defense has kept the point total down, right? You hear me speak on this 27 points per quarter that have put the total right at about 100. You get a little bit of leeway, right? If instead of giving up 98, if you give up 104, 106, you should have enough firepower that if you're scoring 20, you know, 28, 29, 30 a quarter, you're good. You know, under 27. So 27 would put it at 108. So you want to keep teams pretty much under 108. So idealistically, more like 24 points to get it at 96. I know, KJ, it's math, but damn it, it's important. And so the Celtics have been just on this hayride of, hey, we can score 120 a game, 118 a game, and get in shootouts. And I, I think the message is starting to come clear. That look, whether you win by 30 and score 150 or you win by 10 and only give up seven and only give up 92 points 
you would rather know that they have the ability to only give up 92 points than the ability to score 150. Any of these players at a YMCA can score 150. What was that game that uh, Peyton Pritchard dropped 100 in a, like a gym pickup game? Oh, yeah, that was a pickup game in like Oregon, I think, last, not last offseason, but maybe two offseasons ago. Right, a couple of years ago. Right. Yeah, Peyton Pritchard sniffs the pine more than he does anything. So all these guys have the ability to score, have an immense talent in the gift of what they do, but the greatest gift in the NBA is the ability to defend, especially late in games. And so you are starting to see some of that. Now tonight, I'm starting to kind of worry about some of this three-point shooting that's going on, or that's not happening. Jalen Brown, 0 for 8. Derek White, 0 for 3. Tatum, 4 for 11. Grant Williams, 3 for 9. See, Brogdon at 1 for 4. Okay, you get it. Like, after four shots, if they're not going down for me, I I probably need to find other ways to score. But 0 for 8, let it go. Tatum at 32 points. Brown at 19. Grant Williams at 20. But, I mean, aren't you encouraged, though, by the fact that they still won the game, even though they did struggle at threes? Because, I mean, yes, the Chicago Bulls are 19 and now 22. Right, but so they're, they're still a losing a team. team. They're a losing team, and it's a team you should beat. And the way they beat them, I, I'm okay with, because this is a team, they had problems with rebounding, and they've out, they out, you know, they out-rebounded them tonight. So if that message got across to anything, and granted, with, um, <clears throat> you know, with Robert Williams back, that helps. But even with Robert, if you take out Robert Williams' rebounds tonight, they still out-rebounded the, the, the Bulls. So those things are being taken care of, right? So I, I, my concern would be some of the three-point shooting that, again, while it's sexy and that's where the game is right now, you have so many pieces that can win you from, from mid-range, inside, then take the three. Like, literally, Al Horford shooting a three, which was, what, only his third shot from three tonight? Fifth shot? So he was one for four before he took that last three-point shot. And that's what put him over. That's what stretched the lead out from from two to five. And the Celtics never looked back. So, yeah, in those situations, it makes sense. They're not expecting Al Horford to shoot the three. And if Tatum and... And Brown are combined four for 19 from three point. You're thinking, go ahead and shoot it. And that didn't happen. It wasn't falling for them tonight. But again, you know, the team is is, is starting to stretch out its league. It's the hottest team in the Eastern Conference. They've won three in a row. So I don't want to take that away from them at all. And while it's never good news, injury is never good news, um, the Brooklyn train is probably going to slow down. Uh, with Kevin Durant's uh, MCL spring. And so they said they'll reevaluate it again in a couple of weeks. And even though they, they're on a win streak, they picked up a new one, I think it's going to look a lot different than the 12 in a row that they had without Kevin Durant. That team is just something completely different. Milwaukee's struggling. They've only won four of their last 10. And um, Sixers are just kind of, they're hanging in there. But I, I think... I, I'm not really concerned about them right now at the five. If there's a team I would be kind of concerned about that's making a move up in the East, maybe the Pacers. Young, a lot of energy. 
doing better than probably I think most would think they would be. They've won two in a row, eight of their last ten. Aaron Naismith has found himself a home out there and is contributing. So, you know, while these are teams that would say, no, they can't really beat the Celtics, well, you know, Indy did. In a series, I wouldn't worry. But, you know, this is the time to really start to ratchet up the defensive effort, and they did tonight. But just the, the, if you if you're going to shoot 25, 23% from three, then you have to know that you're almost 50% away from your goal of trying to get to 35%, right? Like if you're shooting 20% from three and really the lowest number you can shoot from three and be effective in a game, is it about 35% and you're shooting 20-something percent? Stop. I, I know, yeah, keep shooting, they'll fall down eventually, but it took Al Horford's one to fall down. Like, okay, I'll take a fifth one. And what do you know? Him making two out of five puts him at da-da, 40% from three. So Tatum was just under it at 4-4-11. So that puts him at like 33% below the threshold of 35%. I don't know. Maybe I should work in the statistics department there at the Celtics. Who knows? But that's where the concern would be, right? I mean, still right now, the Celtics are giving up 112 a game to their opponents. Only teams in the East that are worse are the Pacers, the Hawks, the Bulls, the Wizards, the Magic, Hornets, and Pistons. So you've got teams behind you, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Sixers, playing much more effective defense. Knicks even playing more effective defense. That's amazing. That you might want to get on the ball. Tonight's a good sign in that regard. Now, Chicago, one of those teams is going to look. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan had an off night tonight. And he left because of a quad strain. Right. So, you know, you're going to have those things, but, you know, sympathy for no man when the game is in hand. And so you just have to kind of work with what you're working with. Rob Williams seems to be right right in stride. Right in stride. About three, four shots a game. 75% from the field. And a couple of blocks. I think that's a big factor as to why the defense is getting better is because Williams is like getting back into a groove and starting to find his stride again. Yeah, it's it's a matter of what time teams they're playing. I think it helps because he provides size that wasn't there before um, in the middle that teams haven't had to really, really think about it. Like if Al Horford, now granted, Al Horford played some great defense at the beginning of the season, you know, holding in that center spot. I'm not saying that he's playing any less of defense, but now with Robert Williams, you now have a person whose primary goal is to be a stopper. And as we always said, it was like, how would this team begin to work and how would they start to mesh when Robert Williams came back? And I said, the great thing is Robert Williams does not need a lot of shots to be successful. You get him to run to the hoop. Even when I play him on 2K22, 23, hit that, hit that Y button. Keep tapping it, and that X comes up. Robert Williams never missed once I hit that X. Never misses. Screen and roll to the basket. Go. Jump up. Go get it. Those are the ones that are, those are the plays that you're going to need maybe more of as you start to de- defend and clamp down. Because you know that's a guaranteed two and possibly a three. Robert Williams is a decent free throw shooter. I think the next game goes though is going to be a lot of fun when the Pelicans come to town on Wednesday. I think that'll yeah. be a big test. Uh 
it will be in a way because just in the sense that you want to you want to protect home, you you want to win the games you get at home, you know. But Zion Williamson is knocked up. Uh, Brandon Ingram is still out, so they've been kind of backpedaling a little bit. The Pelicans, so they were the hottest team in the league. They've won. They've just won their six out of the last ten. So they're now two. They were leading the Western Conference. Now they're two and a half games out. And don't so forget, don't forget. Right after that, they're in Brooklyn to take on the Nets. So yeah, it's you know it it looks good on paper, you know, but I think it's one of those situations where the Celtics just have to say this is a home game and we're the home team and we're the better team. And while you know we're talking about a couple of teams that have you know twenty plus wins, you know mid twenties, yeah, that's going to be the marquee. But I say if you're if I, this may sound crazy. Like if you're saying what is a marquee game right now coming to to TD Garden for the Celtics, uh, it would be Golden State, it would be Milwaukee, Nets, in that order. Golden State, even the Golden State's only five hundred. Golden State comes to Garden because that's a rematch of the NBA Finals, and they'll be there in about a week or so, Thursday right. the nineteenth. Right, so. You know, everybody else is just kind of like, okay, they got on a uniform and we're here to beat them. We should be looking at it like that. But when you start talking about Nets, Bucks, specifically, these are games where you do have to make statements. It may have to get a little rough. You know, it may it may get a little bit, ah. You know Kyrie's going to be given the business when he comes to Boston. So, yeah, those, those have a little extra energy to them where – you know, hey, this is like in New Orleans, they're like, hey, the Pelicans are going up to play against the Eastern Conference champions, the Celtics, in a matchup between a couple of teams that are in their, their top of their divisions. That's probably how it's seen. Some games you just have to see is just another game, and then there are other games you're like, you know, this game is going to say a lot. This is where we start looking in their eyes, and they look R and R and R, and, and just see who wants it more, see where their weaknesses are. You're going to have to do that with the Nets. And the Bucks for sure. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ Late Night here on WEEI. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, it seems like they have all been on different pages, and I don't know if Bill will attribute it to, you know, Matt never calling plays, and, you know, maybe he started calling plays better uh, down down the you know stretch here. Maybe he started to understand his quarterback more. I'm, I'm not really sure about that because I'm not in those meetings. But I will say there'll be off uh, be an awful lot of pressure, I'm sure, from Robert Kraft in the the front office 
you know, to try to fix, you know, Mac Jones and make sure they get the most out of him. Uh, the one thing about Mac, he's uh, he's extremely competitive. He's very bright, and he's probably a better athlete than most of us give uh, give him uh, credit for. So, uh, you know, I think that they believe that internally that they have the right guy. It's just a question of getting, you know, the right relationship going with the quarterback. I think he had that with Josh McDaniels. Uh, now the question is, is, is there somebody out there that he can – have a better relationship with. So these relationship things are important for quarterbacks and offensive coordinators. And that's probably the biggest thing that Bill's going to have to decide. Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ. That's Boomer Esiason on the Great Hill Show discussing what does the future of the offensive coordinator position look like for the Patriots and what the approach would be. And I think that's all great and it sounds really good if we were applying it to other coaches in the league who don't have, I don't know, the second most wins of all time, right? Could you go to Belichick and say, I need you to get this guy for our quarterback? And if Belichick says, well, why do I have to go get that guy? We have guys here. Look, if you wanted this narrative, of get Patricia out of that offensive coordinator position, he's got to go immediately, then this would have been a 4-13 and team. Then Robert Kraft would have to pretty much have like a State of the Union address if it was that bad. But because this team was literally winning a quarter, <laughs> all they had to do was win the fourth quarter because they were in it through three quarters. So literally you could say this team was in it the playoff hunt all the way to the fourth quarter of their last game of the season. Some people don't say change, you make adjustments. And maybe the adjustment is, just to hear me out, Belichick says, I would rather see Patricia and Mac and Bailey Zappi, however that mix is, work it out. It's the first year of a system. Why would I get rid of a system after only one year when I oversaw it anyway? Because he's not firing himself. He already told you that today. So why would I implement something and give up on it after one year when all the the same people are still here in place? Now, Patricia's not going to be fired. And you usually, funny thing to say, reassigned. You know, technically, his only assignment is the offensive line. Technically. So it's not like, hey, you fired the OC. He's not the OC. There is no OC. And that's kind of the shell game that Belichick gets to play. Going forward is going forward. Yeah. You're not going to inform Belichick of what a good decision is if it isn't his. It's the basic law of power from the book by Robert Greene. Law Power law number one, never outshine the master. Then somewhere down the line is, you have a great idea, give credit to the boss. So if someone has a great idea, Bill, you you came up with a wonderful idea. Now I know there are things in training that will tell you that you, you shouldn't do that. But if you have a relationship where you know you're dealing with a crew, you're not going to tell Belichick who to go get to be the offensive coordinator. Make the head coach happy. That's your job. Yeah, you look. 
you heard Belichick. I think he told Tommy Curran when Curran asked him a really good question about, you know, what was going on with the offense. And at the end of the day, Belichick said, well, you can have your opinion, and that's your opinion, but that's all it is. It's your opinion. And I think it's. I think we have to remind ourselves here the same thing as well. Oh, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury would be ideal. Oh, if, if Miami had only lost, Mike McDaniel could become available. That's us playing Madden with a real football team. No. No. Bill O'Brien may be the one that's most likely to come in and help, and it may not even be as, but there's been talk of Bill O'Brien's name is coming up for head coaching jobs. You think Bill O'Brien's going to say, huh, what do I do? Do I go back there and kind of babysit Patricia and judge and make sure that they're pushing the right buttons and not looking at like a Waffle House menu out there? Or do I go run my own ship? <laughs> Hello? Here's Bill Belichick after the game talking about the season as it was. Well, I know soon, but how, how do you look on this? Back on this season, obviously disappointed not to make the playoffs, but kind of your thoughts as, as you head into the offseason now and, and, and yeah, what happened this year? deal with this game. We'll deal with all that later. All of that later. Man, Patricia wasn't fired. Relieved of his duties today. That's not the Belichick. That's not how Belichick does it. You're more likely to leave than be let go because he's he's one of their guys. Deal with all that later. You do realize that come the draft, there will still be no news about who will be calling the plays for the Patriots next season. Yeah, when was the date that it was announced that, like, oh, Patricia and Judge are going to be like, co? wasn't that, like, April or whatever? Like, It was late. Draft? It was in May. It was somewhere in May, maybe yeah, June. So why, so why should we expecting things to happen right away like other teams do? Because it's a natural response to see something that was so messed up should be fixed right away. But this is a different team, KJ. That's not how Bill but, Belichick rolls. Well, but here's the thing. Last year, during that that non-committal time of who was running the offense, who was going to run the offense, and that Josh McDaniels was going to, to Vegas, I said, you need to announce who the coordinator is now so that that person and Mac Jones can be sitting down visualizing things. It may sound crazy. I may sound like Jack Hardy or whatever. But they need to be able to sit down and visualize what they want to do, write down what they want to do, write down what goals are, write down expectations, how they could be met, what it would look like if they were disappointing, all these different things. So that way when that quarterback comes into camp, they are prepared and know what to expect in terms of feel, nature, um, relationship with the new coordinator, especially if it's going to be a new one after your first one you had some level of success with. But, you know, if you're talking about what's doing best, what's best for a team, getting a third coordinator in a third year is good for a quarterback? Because remember, the other part of it is Mac is going to have to take to what's being taught. And that's not a guarantee that will happen because, my goodness, you got the tiddlywinks version of offense and it didn't take right away. It only started to kind of pick up within the last three to five weeks. So, yeah, it's, you could get another coordinator in here. You think anything would be better, but the other thing is they got it, it's got to be successful. 
And there might be a part of Belichick. I don't know the level of percentage. I, I could care less, but if it's one, then it means it's some. Is what's to stop him from saying, well, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and Mac Jones can all work it out together? And always do what's best for the football team. It'll be another year together. It'll be continuity and consistency. I, I get I <laughs> on Black Monday. Yeah, that's I just find it I just find it amazing I've heard throughout the station today. Oh, Cliff Kingsbury. He he could do this and he do that and everything. He just got fired. He's probably gonna sit for a year and then reevaluate. Like the Sean Payton group. Yeah. You know, because here, because if if you're going to go all out, then why not just say, "Hey, Belichick's going to move to the GM only office and hire Sean Payton." You don't believe that, do you? Okay, then. Then why make Cliff? What what makes Cliff Kingsbury more believable? The most believable scenario is that Bill O'Brien comes back in some type of consulting role, and there's still nobody named as the offensive coordinator, and probably build out a game plan. Yeah, who knows what they're doing? Behind, you know what I mean? Like Bill is not gonna. He, he may not give up that, and, and maybe Bill O'Brien doesn't want that. Do I think there possibly was a snafu at the end of last year, and just thought that maybe O'Brien could come back? I think that's a possibility. I think that I think something was kind of derailed and had to make an emergency decision. By then, it would have been too late to try and go get somebody else new. But my goodness. Still, I don't think anybody ever asked Bill what grade would he give the offensive play calling this year. They had a had a full season, but I get it. Might not be a question you want to ask, and then suddenly you're like, what? You know, my badge didn't work. You ever see the meme, Joe, where the Jets player goes to try and get into the facilities and his badges isn't working? I love that one. I love that one. I think I saw it on, um, I think it was uh, Kingsbury's firing, where it was like, you know, him <laughs> trying to get it. back in the building. I'm trying to tell you, there's members of the media who don't want to have that feeling of like, what do you mean my badge doesn't work? I'm just here to ask questions. Well, you know, you asked that question last week about what letter grade, like if it was a grade book, would you give Mac Jones in this offense? They didn't like that question. Might need to fly you out to ask that question. Well, no, I can just drive to Foxborough. It's not that far from Waltham. <laughs> it's not that far. Don't, sometimes it can feel that way. But look, if you believe that Belichick is just going to look at what's hot out there right now. Ooh, that's a hot name right there. I'll bring him in to run my offense. Uh-uh. Because there's a Patriot way. It's got to be part of a culture. Yeah, it's got to be different and unorthodox and something no one would have ever thought of. Well, but that's not happened. So that didn't happen already. So it doesn't mean it's going to happen now because then Bill would say, okay, this is what I should have done. And I don't think Bill's going to second guess himself. You do not get this to this level of success second-guessing yourself. You take your losses, you see where you got victories in there, and trust me, and people don't want to hear this, but one of the victories out of this whole Patricia mess was somehow Bailey Zappi understood the offense. And that's why I say, if anything, and this might be a tip, this might tip the hand, if Belichick doesn't name another offensive coordinator, then that means that Bailey Zappi will be in the race to compete for the quarterback job on the first day of training camp, straight up open competition. And if Mac wants to ask for a trade, <laughs> I mean, you can, but what, what what's going to come back in return? I mean, honestly, right now, if someone called for Mac Jones to make a trade, could you get a third rounder? No. Third. No. 
Who's got less value, him or Zach Wilson? Oh man, Zach Wilson is a fifth round for a fifth rounder. That's that's a that's a statement right there. Fifth rounder. Mac Jones, you might get a fourth rounder for him. Maybe someone will give you a third, depending on how desperate. Like if you're the Colts, maybe you give the the, the Patriots a third rounder. Maybe. But yeah, no. <laughs> if you don't hear Patricia's name disappearing. That means he's staying around. And the other part of it is, why would he get demoted when he was one game away from getting the team in the playoffs? Like, literally, this team should be in the playoffs because of what happened with the offense in Las Vegas. And I, you know what? When I look back at it now, or, well, actually, even a couple weeks ago, I realized it, is that the offense wanted to make a statement that... With everything they've gone through, let's go ahead and go steal ourselves a victory when no one expects us. The narrative would be, look at that last drive. They could have played for the tie. They showed a bunch of needle, and look what they did. Yeah, look what they did. And someone mentioned to me, they're like, you know, well, the Bears' loss, you know, is, is, is bigger, loom bigger. No, nah, not really. They just didn't have an answer for Justin Fields' legs. That was going on for about five weeks in the league. Lamar Jackson's legs too. But that Raiders game where you had Derek Carr pretty much doing everything wrong in that second half outside of that touchdown, just beautifully beautifully thrown pass. You would have felt like, hey, I would take my chance with New England's defense against Derek Carr in overtime. And if you lost it in overtime, then okay. It's a game you probably should have won, but at least you fought. You didn't give up the game. And still with all of that, had they won that game, the loss on Sunday to the Bills would have been just easy easy pie for the story. You know what? Go ahead and get the victory this week. All these cameras are here. All these news organizations from around the world are here. Everybody's got the same shirts on. Go ahead and get the loss, and we'll be back here next week to play you again. This time for real. In fact, it would have given the Patriots somewhat of an advantage. You could have played Bailey Zappi on Sunday to mask what you ultimately would want to do the following Sunday against the Bills. And yet, Patricia got him that that far. The offensive line has it now. Granted, it gave him three sacks Sunday. But over the last five, six weeks, they haven't been as bad as they were during the middle of the season where it was horrible. And what if Belichick buys a line? Buys an amazing line. Now Tyquan Thornton looks faster. Jacoby Myers now can get more space coming across the middle. He's got to re-sign him, though, first. Yeah, I don't know if... I think someone will see more value in Jacoby Myers than the team will in terms of money. I think that's just what's going to happen. I think it's just a business move. I think he would want to be here. But at the same time, you know, I think he's defined what he can be, and I think his value as a slot receiver to someone can be huge. But in terms of like big time names coming here, yeah, you gotta stop doing the Madden, the Madden Ultimate Team stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh remember, God. remember last week, <laughs> last week, all the receivers who were free agents I gave you, you were basically like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, they're not coming. You know, like even the way, De- I mean, Devontae Parker had a career game, but this is what I'd said about Devontae Parker, like. <laughs> 
Dude is amazing on game one and 16 before they were 16, 17 games. One game one and game 16, dude is lights out. What happened this year? Dude was lights out in game 17. What impressed Devontae uh, Parker would invest the Patriots uh, about Devontae Parker in the past, how he played against them. And when did when, when did the Dolphins and play, Patriots used to play each other up until last year? Game one and 16. That's where the guy's amazing. Like, start of the year, end of the year. And that doesn't work. So they still, they still played one in sixteen, except there was a seventeenth game they had to play. The, I, not the in idea Buffalo. is the be, the beginning and the end. That's the idea. And so, Aguilar, like that, was just absolutely fascinating on the interception on Sunday because I'm like, okay, tell me why, as you as the receiver, going for the outside position on the ball. When even if you came down with the ball, you would be out of bounds. You need to play inside technique and get the ball. And if the defender makes a play over you, they're more likely to not come down with the ball inbounds. How do I know that? That one I didn't put on Mac Jones. I was just like, where is Aguilar going? Yeah, it looked like he just kind of gave up once it was thrown. So these things, Bill's not going to suddenly reward this team, you know, some of the ineptness with stars. Could he find some favorable guys out there? Maybe like a Michael Gallup or I don't know, you know, someone like that. Maybe you look at who's you're like, Hey, this is your chance to be the number one guy. We've got a burgeoning guy on the other side with Tyreek Thornton. I give my, I take my hat off to Tyreek Thornton for staying healthy after the collarbone injury. Cause I was concerned with his size and how his frame was built. Like, Oh man, if he's got a collarbone thing and he's going to be hit, but you know what? He got out there and competed and and really never found himself back out of games for the most part. So the good pieces that still hang in there, Thornton, Ramondre, you'd have to build on that line. Um, I don't know if money will allow for Damian Harris to stay. I think someone may see him as a dedicated number two back, maybe even some advanced stuff. It might give them more runs. may not be as good of a team, but they might give them more money and give them primary runs. You never know. But you wonder where Pierre Strong and um, Smith play as a factor moving forward. Um, Ty Montgomery, who was injured, who put on IR, you know, is that someone you look at again as the third down back into next season? So, you know, look, wide receiver one, let it go. Better offensive line, makes sense. You don't have a mobile quarterback. He needs to trust stepping up in the pocket tomorrow night here on late night, 10 p.m. I'll bust out the Mac Jones grade book and give some of my thoughts involving how he can succeed moving forward and where their concerns. Late night with KJ Raps next here on WEEI. Thanks for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Late night. W-E-E-I. KJ, thank you so much for being here. App is free. Google Play, App Store. Just type in WEEI 93.7 you're here. Appreciate it. If you missed any of the show, you can just play it back from over the last hour and 50 minutes. Talked about how, you know, you got to realize that Belichick is kind of running a crew. I don't want to use the G word, but he's running a crew. And you don't go against crew because if you go against crew, it'll come out on you. And that's why I don't think Matt Patricia is going anywhere. And the other part and the advantage that Belichick has right now is <laughs> there are no games. Next week, the week after, several weeks, a couple of months. So there's no belly hooing about who is it going to be because Bill is not dictated by our thoughts and time. He's not at all. All right, we'll get a final text in here before we get out of here. 37937. What you got, Joe? Well, with this crew talk you're talking about, a 404 yeah. texter is asking what offensive free agent would even want to come to New England? An offensive lineman. <laughs> right, because I would think that to be an offensive lineman – you would have the ultimate respect of a defensive coach, right? Because that's who you go up against in the trenches. That's your immediate enemy. And so if there's an area that I think Belichick, and he has done well in the past, he's found some gems that's put together great offensive lines going really all the way through, like through 19. It kept Tom upright. So if Belichick taps into that, then now, you know, I'll give it, this is called a tease. But Mac Jones is very much trending like Trent Green. And Trent Green did have success in the league with a great line. I'll get into more of that tomorrow. But yeah, so offensive weapon, none. Offensive lineman, I think the best that money could buy. Especially if you look at what you have in Indy. Indy has no quarterback, but have one of the best lines in the league, even though they didn't show it this year. They just had bad quarterback play. Yeah. Remember, W-E-E-I on Twitter, at W-E-E-I, at K-J Carson. Um, I don't know what is going on with the weather, with colds and stuff like that. Maybe this is the circle back that people are talking about, but maybe I shouldn't share this, but I guess I can. I take a gobload of supplements. I do. Like vitamin, let's see, these are the supplements I know that I take. A, B, A, B12. C, D3, I take a vitamin K, I take a K2, right? because K and K2 are different. I take a red clover blossom. Now, red clover blossom is designed to kind of clean the blood, if you will, but it's also used for menstrual cycles. So, like, I literally take that. Maybe that's the way I, the way I am on the show sometimes. But, yeah, that's just a... Uh, biotin for my nails and skin, uh, fish oil, two a day. And I got to give it, I, I, I'll tell you what, something hit, everything was just kind of like my, my body felt like it said, we got you. <laughs> so we got you. So yeah, so uh, things are going around. People are feeling much more loose about things and understandable. But I can't sit here and tell you you need to do all these supplements. It's just something that I chose to do. COQ, COQ12, um, cranberry, 
Does any of this stuff sound familiar to you, Joe? Not to me, no. I don't take yeah. as much the, as you do. Yeah, cranberry. What else is in there? I take calcium, lysine. I probably shouldn't tell this. It was like, open this guy's body up. This guy's like a walking GNC. <laughs> but I don't go there to get them. So. so please, stay well. Stay safe. I literally just drank a, a 24-ounce of water here, Joe. You see this bottle. I had it, it crushed up. Six 500 milligram vitamin C, so 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C. I'm going to wake up and be an orange in the morning. But you know what? I'll feel good. So stay well, stay safe. Thank you so much for checking out WEEI Late Night with KJ. Talk to you tomorrow at 10 p.m. See you. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 